Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. And welcome to episode 82 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And you know, the one thing I am certain about in life is that nothing is certain. I know that's a famous quote. I don't know who to say that said it, but I know it's famous. And I always think about that as it relates to experiencing my own body and just all of us bodies walking along this earth is that the one thing we do know about our body, no matter how hard we try to make it look the same or to make it look like it did in high school or something like that, is that our bodies are always going to be changing. And I think that's even more so for women than men. We go through these hormonal changes, we're able to get pregnant, all these different things that make our body just always changing. And I have a letter from someone today who is expecting a baby soon and her body is going through lots and lots of changes. And that's exciting to her, yet she's also in recovery from an eating disorder. And this is one of the first times that she's actually like trusting her body. And that's really exciting and really cool. But at the same time, it's so incredibly frightening 
and scary because, oh no, what if I lose control? What's going to happen? I cannot wait to talk about this because even if you're someone who is not expecting or is never going to get pregnant, um, this is something that I know you can relate to because I think anyone who is trying to make peace with food gets to this place, this kind of fork in the road where they're like, okay, I'm going to trust this process now. But then the fear just like creeps in and takes over. And it's really important to kind of take a step back and appreciate what's going on. I get to talk to a friend of mine who's also um, a therapist. Her name is Ellie Herman, and she's going to help us out. She is so cool and so wonderful and very insightful. I can't wait for you guys to get to know her. Before we get to this episode's letter, a word from our sponsor. I'm excited to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my very special PCOS Summer Series. I have been working with women with PCOS for a very long time because those are women who are getting the message that they need to fix their bodies in order to control this condition. And by fix, I mean they're told that they have to lose weight in order to treat it. Wrong. That is so wrong. That is like the worst approach because one, diets don't work. And there are many ways to treat this condition without focusing on weight loss. And I want to show you how. And how I'm doing that is I have this very special series this summer where I'm focusing on PCOS and its support. And what's really cool about it is I have been working with a grad student, grad student rather, who is studying to become a dietitian and she also has PCOS. So she is diving deep into the research and we're examining all the evidence and putting it together for you in a pretty little package. So if you want to learn more about this PCOS summer series, go to juliedillonrd.com slash PCOS series. And while you're there, you can also get a copy of my very free new roadmap, the first three steps towards food peace with PCOS. You can get that by going to juliedillonrd.com slash PCOS series. All right, enough of that. Let's get to this episode's letter. Dear Food, you have been a challenge for me to cope with for over a decade. Having suffered from an eating disorder since college, I have not really known how to have you in my life appropriately without trying to dictate what you do to my body. Last September, my body was beginning to undergo changes that I did not yet know for what purpose. It turns out, to my pleasant surprise, I became pregnant and now almost 20 weeks along. Over the last five months, my body has given me signals that require me to go to you more often than I have in the last 10 years. After years of depriving myself of you, I am nourishing my body with what you have to offer. I am giving my baby the best chance by allowing myself to be full rather than deprived. I am overjoyed with this new venture in my life that I never thought I'd get a chance to experience. Here's the thing the further I get, the more I have to get used to this new body. I know this body is growing a life. However, the thought of feeling hungry, honoring those hunger cues, and continuing to grow scares me. I have cravings of particular food that I once shunned. I used to be an over-exerciser, and then I learned how to exercise appropriately. Since becoming pregnant, another change was how fatigued my body was in making a baby. I'm scared at how much I am enjoying you with my increased appetite. I'm scared at how much I'm changing. 
I've never had this kind of a relationship with you. I've never trusted you and I've never trusted my body with you. Hearing people say, you're eating for two, and then hearing doctors say, not technically for two, is confusing. The inevitable weight gain has me thinking that I'm gaining too much, too fast now that I'm eating more appropriately to ensure the health of my baby. This is all so new and all so confusing. I just want to be more excited about my pregnancy as opposed to being too preoccupied with you. Oh, and please don't get me started on why people assume it's okay to touch a pregnant woman's stomach without asking. My body is still my body. I want to appreciate this body for what it's doing, creating a life. I want to maintain my recovery during and particularly after my pregnancy. I'm terrified I'm going to relapse and I'm terrified I'm going to continue to grow after the baby is born. I just want a relationship with you that will allow me to get my needs met and that be that. How can I progress forward? How can I trust you and trust my body with this experience? How can I enjoy my pregnancy and especially my baby when the time comes? Sincerely, a worried, expecting mother. Hello there, future mama. Thank you so much for writing. And I'm really excited for you and this experience where you're having a nice little respite from the eating disorder. You probably already know, but that's a pretty common experience when someone has experienced an eating disorder for a long time and then becomes pregnant. It's certainly not everyone's experience. I've met and talked to so many people that have still had a really hard time when they're pregnant, but others are experiencing their body in a different way and there's a different motivation to eat. So there's more permission. And the things that you're discussing, those fears that you're going to keep gaining weight, um, keep feeling out of control, those are so common too. And from your letter, I know you probably get that the time that a woman has after giving birth, that transition to becoming a mother and experiencing that day-to-day, moment-to-moment sleep deprivation. Um, that was the hardest part for me. But uh, those the, the, the transition during those times can set up some women to relapse in their eating disorder. So I too want to make sure that you get what you need in order to stay safe. And in order to do that, I'm going to call a friend. Her name is Ellie Herman. She's an amazing therapist and she works with the Eating Recovery Center out of Denver. And she's also a fellow podcaster of this really cool new podcast series called Mental Notes. And let's give her a call because I know she's going to have an insight for you. Hey, Ellie, it's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. It's How so, are you today? I'm doing great. It's so good to hear your voice. I haven't talked to you in a long time, so I'm so glad you could help me with this letter. Did you get a chance to read it yet? I did. I got a chance to read it, and I had to hesitate, and I was going to write a bunch of notes on it, and <laughs> I really um, had to take a step back and just kind of wait for this conversation, so I'm excited to talk about it with you. Yes. Um, I have a feeling there's lots and lots of things that we can kind of tease apart. And when you were reading it, what was your general impression about what this woman's experiencing? Good question. 
I think that I really felt her anxiety and I completely empathize with that because I, I could understand how difficult that would feel to feel uncomfortable in your body and also in this state of anxiety and never having experienced that before. Um, along with having that fear of, you know, what does it mean if I gain weight or am I going to get out of control? So I totally felt her anxiety and wanted to help, help calm her a little bit. Mm -hmm. Don't you wish you had like a button we can push just to be like, it's okay. It'll be all right. We can push that button to like calm down the anxiety, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wanted her, I felt this sense of like, wow, I do want you to enjoy your body and its changes and the fact that it's creating a, a, a life and new baby, you know? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do that for her. Yeah. yeah. And, and I feel like um, her experience is definitely not uncommon. I know you've worked with many women in their like path to, you know, healing their relationship with food. And for so many women with eating disorders, one of the things that we say, and probably to use like fear tactics to help people eat enough and to treat their body well is like, we want to make sure that you can have babies someday. And so I can appreciate there's even this like complexity of like, well, I never knew this was going to happen and now it's happening and I better enjoy it because, you know, there was a chance this wasn't going to happen and makes it even more kind of tricky. And I don't know, I could almost uh, bet some kind of like shame with it too. Like I'm not enjoying it enough. I'm too scared and that sucks, you know? Right. Absolutely. I can, I can second that. And I think, yeah, it seems like this unknown, it was a surprise for her. And so, um, I, I would definitely want to tell her she's not alone. I'm sure that there's hundreds and thousands of other people who've experienced something similar to this. And I wish we could just connect them all so that they could talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast, because I feel like an eating disorder experience feels so isolating and lonely, but there's so many people going through the same thing. And especially for expecting moms, like there's just so much, so much transition and feelings and unknown that, um, I don't know, I feel like there's something that kind of pivots with the eating disorder to try to make it about the body instead of, this is just a, a really tough time of life. And it's, um, it's going to eventually be easier, but for right now, it's going to be hard and try really hard not to put it on your body, you know? Absolutely. And I think that that was one of my thoughts. If I thought about this person sitting in front of me um, as a therapist, what would I tell them? And well, first I, I should probably preface it and say that I'm not trying to act as a therapist for this person. I would highly recommend that they see um, an eating disorder specialist um, and a dietitian as well. And so I definitely don't want to act as that role. But um, if, if this person was sitting in front of me and this was all the information that I was given, I think that I would encourage them to move beyond that bodily discomfort into maybe understanding why it's there in the first place. Because um, I know with many of the people I've worked with, they sit there and they they pick apart pieces, right? Like, well, I've gained this amount of weight or I ate this amount of calories. And we, we all, I think, can do that, right? Focus um, narrow-mindedly on these certain pieces that feel uncomfortable. But for her, I just kept wondering, well, I wonder what's behind that. Like what, what does bodily discomfort mean to her? Um, and does it happen more often in certain situations or in times of transition? Um, does it kind of come up with the, the uncomfortable emotions of life? Cause that tends to be the case for a lot of my, um, clients that I've worked with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, 
yeah, what's behind that? And I think um, sitting with that uncomfortable space is so hard and it's so great to do. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I gotta yeah. feel so mean saying it, but I, I think it's whenever a person's ready to do that, there's really important information that surfaces. And, you know, from a therapist's point of view, do you have any general insight or pointers that you feel like help people to move toward that? Yeah. Well, one of my favorite um, modalities is using acceptance and commitment therapy. So we call it ACT. Um, and that's probably not as important as just like what it means. And so what ACT means is it's a very value-centered therapy. And um, and the idea is that we can't push our, we can't push suffering away. And even in our effort to push suffering away, so let's use her discomfort and her fear, right? If she tries to push that discomfort and fear away, usually it creates more discomfort and fear. So it's kind of like the Chinese finger trap idea. Like you stick your fingers in and if you start to remove them, they start to get tighter and it creates more panic. But the harder you pull away, the more panic it can create. Um, so for her, I'd say, wow, so how, how does she write out those feelings of discomfort and sit in it like you were talking about it and letting it surface? Um, there's a lot of different ideas on this, but one of them is to really connect with the values that she has. So for example, I, I see her as being someone who really values family relationships and she really does value health. And a big one I notice is she values nurturance as well. And, um, so I think in that discomfort, really focusing on, okay, so even though I'm uncomfortable right now, how can I continue to value family relationships? How can I continue to value nurturance? And those are pieces that she can't fail at, right? And it's not a numerical value. It's not um, a goal that she reaches or doesn't reach. It's just a way of living according to her values. So in her discomfort, she can still feed her body to nurture herself and her baby. Or in her discomfort, she can still have a conversation with her partner or friend about how uncomfortable it is, but also maybe even just creating connection. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that makes sense to you, Julie, or, or how you work with clients as well, but to me, that's that's a really helpful way to write out some of those uncomfortable feelings. Oh, I love it. I think that's really important too. Like I, besides sitting with it, but then also when you're feeling that uncomfortable kind of space, um, remembering to connect with what you value. And um, I think that's just a neat way to kind of bring a person out of that headspace and connect to their body and then what they want to do, even when they're feeling all of that. So that's really, really cool. You know, and she mentioned in it too, um, her fear after giving birth. And I feel like that is something that I know as an eating disorder practitioner, I'm certainly well aware of is that after a woman gives birth is a really challenging time. It's a high rate of relapse after childbirth because of just the body is going through so many changes. And it's also like one of the most <laughs> stressful times in one's life. I know it was for me. Um, the sleep deprivation nearly killed me. But um, so sure. I'm like, maybe this baby will sleep through the night. I hope that they, your baby does. Because <laughs> mine did not um, for a long time. She's almost, well, she's nine now and she still doesn't. Uh, so, anyway, but yeah, so um, thinking even like fast forwarding to when this letter writer gives birth, you know, do you have any suggestions or advice that you'd give to like a new mom and, um, you know, maybe a month or two after giving birth, like 
what about that part and, and, and her relationship with her body? Yeah, that is a big question because it's so easy to say, take care of yourself. Right. But we mm-hmm. know sleep has everything to do with taking care of yourself. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're saying like, Hey, what, what can you do even though you can't sleep and, or you might not be able to sleep, let's say may or may not sleep. Um, well, one thing that stood out for me for this particular mother is that her actions during her pregnancy are highly motivated by her child. Right. Um, so her, her move to eat more, to nourish her body more has everything to do with her nourishing this baby. Um, so there's this difference between being internally motivated for herself and being externally motivated for the child. Um, and so I think as a therapist, my goal would be to help move her towards that internal motivation that she's not only nourishing herself for this child, but nourishing herself for herself. Um, because that's good for her and it's going to help heal her relationship with her body and with her, with her body image and herself uh, with food. Um, so for her, I, I would start to ask her, yeah, how can you, how can you really focus on how this is helping you feel good too, not just for your baby. And along with that, I think just having a gratitude practice, I, I see that she wants to be grateful and thankful for this life that's being created. And so instead of focusing on the negative or the discomfort, maybe focusing on that positive, the life that's come within herself and externally in this baby's life. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are really great points. I think those are some really great like starting points too. Um, and I'm wondering, Ellie, if you have something that you would like to add to our food peace syllabus. And if you're new to the podcast, the food peace syllabus is this resource that we've been building since the beginning of the podcast that has ways to further help cultivate your relationship with food and your body. And it's like podcasts and books and um, lots of different resources. You can get your copy at juliedillonrd.com. And Ellie, do you have anything you'd like to add to it? Sure. Yeah. I think one thing for me that would be really helpful if I was a listener was hearing from people in recovery um, who are doing really well. And so perfect timing. We um, just released a new podcast this summer that I'm the host of. It's called Mental Note, and it's sponsored by Eating Recovery Center and Insight Behavioral Health. Um, so it's really neat. Basically, it's it's recovery stories from real people who've gone who've walked the eating disorder recovery journey, and many of them have had um, you know coinciding mental illness, um, so anxiety, depression, PTSD. So it's really just d- diving into people's true stories. So maybe that's one that you would want to add to your resource yes, list. Yes, for and, sure. I think listeners would yeah. really appreciate it. And I've got a chance to listen to the preview and I'm really ex- excited to hear the rest of it. It was yeah. simply moving and beautiful. Loved it. Well, thank you. I'm excited to bring you guys more stories. So um, yeah, all of your listeners can chime in to Mental Note. Um, it's a little black and white logo when you check it out on your podcast app. It's also on iTunes, or you can check out um, www.mentalnotepodcast.com and you can sign up for the e-newsletter and listen to it there and meet the characters online as well. Um, And then I also work for Eating Recovery Center and we offer some cool events around the country. So you can check out our website, eatingrecovery.com. And under the alumni and family sections, there's some cool resources. Um, So sometimes we'll have speakers like Jenny Schaefer is one of our speakers that um, 
speaks at different events around the country. And then we also have webinars. So everyone can kind of just tune in from where they are. Um, last night, we actually had a webinar um, by Cara Richardson-Whiteley, who she's in recovery from binge eating disorder, and she's hiked Kilimanjaro um, three times. So she's just this really cool, inspiring person. So check out our website. And if you guys want to contact me as well, I also have some more resources here and there that pop up. Um, so the easiest way to contact me would be alumni at eatingrecovery.com. Cool. I'll put all those in yeah. the show notes so nobody has Thank to worry about you. like, yeah. you know, hurrying and writing all those down. And uh, so, so great to chat with you and reconnect. And um, I'm wondering if people want to hear more. I know you gave them your, well, I don't have to ask because you already gave them your, your, your email address. So it's at alumni at eatingrecovery.com. Yeah, that's the easiest way to get in awesome. touch. Awesome. Well, thank you. And thank you so much yeah. for your time and compassion. I know this letter writer is going to appreciate it. And of course, we know so many people are experiencing the same thing. So thank you so much, Ellie. Yeah, and thanks for all you do. Thanks so much. Dear Worried Expecting Mother, We've walked a long, twisted, often uphill journey together. And now we are in the part of the path we never expected. We are glad you're experiencing some of the functions of your body and allowing to experience nourishment and satisfaction. We aren't sure what lies ahead and know you can stay connected to your values. Doing so will help you choose the healthy direction you want and need for your family. Staying connected to your values and your nourished body will give you the strength and insight to continue our journey. Love food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.